0: What's good, people? It's Shredge. It's Stone. And we are here at the Vaccine Distribution Center. My side gig as a bouncer, Stone is here helping out. Right now, we've got a line. Only the most fashionable, sexy vaccine people could come up into the vaccine club right about now. You know what I'm saying? We'll be taking your gear out here, making sure you look fly. Up in Vaccine Studio 54, only the flyest and hippest people get to have Salvation. You know what I'm saying? That's how we're doing. That's how we're rolling in the Biden administration. It's not money. It's looks and coolness, the way New York City used to always be about.
1: You know, uh, the, the stats say that the highest uptake of vaccinations is the Upper West Side. So Dang, swagless, you know, we can't
0: have, <laughs> we can't have them surviving the apocalypse. They have no swag. <laughs> <It's>
1: like <laughs> exclusivity is not too far from from the truth.
0: <laughs> uh, we need. It's gotta be. It's gotta only be like skater kids. You know what I'm saying? It's got we got we gotta we gotta it out. You know what I'm saying? Fashionistas, you know. black creatives, you know what I'm saying? Hood dudes for some spice. We can't have just the, the rich whites getting all the vaccine. I don't wanna live in that world. Yo, you know, you
1: also find uh, like uh my homegirl in Israel was is like, yo, like they're going to the club and giving out the vaccine. Like, nice. You know, you're at the club and they're like, yo, like, you want the vaccine. And like, they're going to the club and like giving out the vaccine. I'm like, that. Oh.
0: That, you're
1: trying to make the, the vaccine process equitable and all that shit. Like, just go to the club. <laughs> Gucci <laughs> Mane is throwing parties in at Atlanta every weekend like it's 2019. <laughs> go there first. <laughs> Insane.
0: Oh anyway people <laughs> i guess it, ready for this speaking of the club <laughs> <laughs> the, the the institution a dance music institution that is daft punk is no more apparently don't know if they broke up, if they're going to be doing things independently, or if that's it for anything out of the camp at all, but it looks like Daft Punk as an entity does not exist. The robots have turned themselves off and went back to their, they well, this to be from space, I don't even know okay. what Yeah,
1: robots. something like that, yeah. Who
0: um,
1: yeah, knows? Yeah, it's, I mean for, for those who don't know uh, Daft Punk is this French EDM duo um, That's. I mean, they've been around for, like, 25 years. Yeah. Because, like, Around the World came out. I was in high school, right? And I'm, I just dated myself. But it's was okay. Um, so they, they've been in the game for a long, a long, long, long time. Uh, like, 25, 30 years. Um, There's a sudden announcement, I think, by their PR team that they have called it quits. They've retired. Um, they haven't really been active for a long time. I think that the last time... Uh, they had the I think their last album was the one with like Pharrell and how yeah. um, uh, oh, um, the dude from um, who's the dude the disco dude um, he was oh now, now's, Roger, now's I think now he, Rogers now yeah. Rogers Giorgio Moroder like you know dude,
0: Homeboy from the Strokes sung
1: on the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 which was a pretty great album because like now Rogers got hot again Giorgio Moroder was playing like output and shit you know so yeah. Um, you know, and that was, a, that was a great album. Um, but I mean, that was what like five, six years ago, I think. So they haven't really been active. Um, so I guess it's no, not a surprise, um, that they want to quit. But you know, it's, 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 I, when these things happen, you, you get nostalgic, you know, like you get, like, I remember, like, uh, when Around the World came out, like, I was, like, in London and that shit was, like, the highest song at the time. And I was like, oh, snap. St- Oh snap! Like this is this is uh, incredible. Uh, oh no! One more time! One more time! One more time! Yo! One more time! They used to play at the end of the night when like the the bars like, were closing, and like they started playing one more time. And everybody's drunk as hell. So you know, I got a little nostalgic. I got a little nostalgic when when uh, when I heard about this. Uh, you know, and it is what it is. And hey, you know, I I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You know, do what you gotta yeah.
0: do. Yeah, I mean, it had a like, it, and they it, it had a weird. Cause think about it. So these dudes came out, you know, it's the early '90s. Dance music is hot, quote unquote. '93, you know, you, you, we're we're a couple of years removed from like CNC Music Factory, but you don't really have that EDM wave. So they come out, they're kind of doing, you know, that that, which is weird. So think about French House. They just do that little that little niche. They've got they've etched that shit out perfectly. Yeah. But they come out and then they kinda do this weird pivot where they kinda get lumped with all this electronica acts, but they do it almost in a weird and I won't say indie, but like they had Spike Jones doing videos for them, right? So even then it's not even like they were like, oh, we're just doing, you know, some fucking weird club only shit. They had higher artistic aspirations and and you look at the career, you had a couple of those early critically acclaimed albums. You know, they had fucking they were able to make these weird art movies with the Mezrobots. They had fucking the soundtrack Tron, which was a huge soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I remember people were hyped up more for the soundtrack than they were for fucking Tron. And then like in the end, they had that weird Oat to disco, which is like, you know, get lucky. God damn it, that song was fucking forever. forever. It was like the hey ya part two and shit. That shit you could But that shit keep. was a banger though. That was a it banger. It was, but god damn it, man. Every in the supermarket, <laughs> in the gap, in the club, It was fucking everywhere. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> But they had, like, a great run, and it's just like, I, I think that, and like you said, it's there's been these gaps in between what they've been doing. Like, at this point in time, there's not much they could have done, I mean, besides another album, and it it's just like, you know, let them retire, maybe do a couple of remixes here and there, or maybe, you know, five years from now, reunite and get paper, you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, and that's the thing, I was telling you on the on the text, you know, like like, we've had these retirements before. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when that when that paper gets low, <laughs> you suddenly are up at a Coachella.
0: <laughs> Maybe like, that's what this is. Like we didn't see that press release, fam.
1: You know. <laughs> so I mean, and, and look, Da Punk. It could they could just literally put like two dudes. And and you know and some helmets. MF Doom
0: style. Yeah, I mean,
1: like like they probably retired like twenty years ago. (laughs) Like the last picture of them together was like like without the helmets was like two thousand two or some shit like that. Like (laughs) they could have been they could have been just been chilling, (laughs) having some interns, you know, up there.
0: Sacking paper in some French Island somewhere, just fucking smoking blunts, watching it on YouTube and shit. Like, oh look at Bob, he's killing it. He's yeah, killing like, robot number two.
1: Like, like what does retirement mean for, for daft punk, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, like I think what I liked it they were interesting because there were a band that let's be honest, they made a lot of their fucking hits were just disco fucking riffs just Wholesale sampled, right? So it's weird because you almost get the impression that, like, you had this, like, you know, America disco phenomenon that took place in the 70s and the 80s, where because of, I mean, honestly, let's say straight-up racism and fucking and homophobia kind of got deaded. You had these French dudes kind of going back saying, hey, because, you know, at that time, again, electronica, it's all, you know, fucking Chemical Brothers, a lot more fucking... A lot more heavy, less classic synthesizers, but like, hey, these are more current sounding, and I use that in quotes. These guys are just like, oh, but we've got all these old-ass disco hits y'all we've been ignoring for, like, fucking 30 years. Let's just sample them and fucking resell them. And they kind of did that. And going back to the idea, like I said, look at Niles Rogers, Like, like that, he was out there like, oh, shit. He, he became, I remember he was giving interviews for it and showing up in other people's albums. It's like it, it came this of resurgence, and it's kind of, I guess it's rec- people recognize that disco had, like, dope, like, fucking dance music besides, like, weird hipster nights. You know what I'm saying? The mainstream, I should say. So it was kind of like a good look for them to kind of come on and do what they did. I mean, like I said, it's, it's it's sad, but like, you know, fuck it. Like they've done what they can do. Let them go chill.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like I said, I, you know, more power to them. They've been in the game for like, like 30 years. You know, it, it would be different if they like been in the game for like two years. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, 30 years in the music industry. Like, I mean, you know, like, like I, who, who has that longevity? Um, like in EDM, right? Like not a lot of people have that longevity in EDM. Like maybe in like, you know, R&B or hip hop or whatever, but EDM who has that longevity for 30 years, you know?
0: And, and it's weird cuz they've like like the other thing that's been confusing to me is their trajectory, they got more and more popular over time. Yeah. Like <laughs> what they were doing when they were dropping like the hits, like one more time and all that, like it's it's weird to see them like homework to like playing stadiums. You know what I'm saying? That's where yeah. it's like, how yeah. the fuck did that happen? But like I said, it's it's that EDM, is that the wave got kind of hot, and people were always like, "Yo, you like this fucking, you know, this Tiesto stuff? Wait till you hear this Daft Punk guys." And then, but I think that's really
1: interesting though, because like they were kind of on that Tiesto vibe like twenty years ago, and then like when that vibe kind of hit the states, they're like, "No, no, no, we're gonna do disco," right? Yeah, and they still got popular. <laughs> so uh yeah, no, I mean, look, I. Mean, more power to them. I mean, I, 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 like the more I think about it, the more I'm just like just super impressed by um, their longevity and their history, and also too like they always, I don't know, it's like they never like quote unquote sold out. Like you know, they never they they've always kind of been consistent to their sound. So
0: yeah i I mean i'll go through a little bit you know it's probably easy not not it's probably well yeah like like i was gonna i'll go through a little jab in there you know when you it's probably easy not to sell out when all you're doing is you know half your work is just kind of sampling black artists
1: (laughs) wholesale shots fired (laughs) shots fired
0: again you know we're pro this is a pro sampling podcast you know i will not judge (laughs) but you know like i said it's it was a good art. I, like, come on, we don't even we we barely know what they look like. They 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 were doing songs with Kanye West, showing up for fucking the, the Grammys. Like, they've had a fan. Like I said, for thirty years, for an act that basically makes fucking electronic dance music, it's insane. And yeah. like you know, like like it's it's a run where you know other artists should kind of take note of how they did it because, like I said, they were able to do it on their terms. Even when they would kind of hop in there doing something for a Weekend or something for a Kanye West, it didn't really feel like 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 as a, like a blatant cash grab as them doing a car commercial. It just felt like they were just lacing these other artists with their little, you know, oh, their little t- taste of singles. Yeah, it's they, they produced that Weekend track. That was huge, too. Like, yeah. I, I, they've done, like, in the pop, in the dance music space, in the pop dance music space, I really can't think of an act... That's had as much success as they have over that period of time. Yeah, no, and that's great. And like I said, it's, it's something where, and like I said, they did it. and You pointed point it out, like without selling out. We don't. We they weren't out there selling fucking colognes. They weren't out there fucking, you know, making guest appearances in movies as themselves. They just kinda showed up with the robots, made a little fucking aesthetic, you know, branched out from that aesthetic here and there, but kinda kept true to that original vision that when they first popped up fucking that myster- that, that that mystery, that pushing, focusing on dance music. You know, like I said, it's it's just cool. I'm like I yeah. I I can't, you know, props to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can write off into the into the into the sunlight, you know, your, your integrity kind of intact in the music business, you've, you've won. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Uh,
1: so uh, this is actually interesting. because So we're, we're going to talk about uh, Slow Tide's new album, Tyron. Um, but I wanted to talk about UK hip-hop. Because my boy texted me. He's like, yo, what is up with the Slow Tide, dude? Why UK hip-hop? Like, he's like, UK hip-hop, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, which is really interesting to me because I feel like you like hip hop is like the um, you know the most global genre, but also the most non-global genre. <laughs> 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 when well, you think about it, right? Um, and I, it's just really interesting. You know, we'll talk about the Sotai album, but it's just really interesting that you know the UK now has had. Like Stormzy and Skepta and Giggs and uh, JME uh, and all these kind of like like grime dudes who are like very popular overseas, uh, but they're getting no play <laughs> in the states. Um, and I feel like the the most popular UK hip hop artist is probably like that meme rapper. Um, you know, like uh was it man's too too hot or whatever? Man's too hot. Man's too hot. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, I I still hear people like say like quick maths and shit like that, you know? <laughs> um and I think it's just really interesting. Um, you know, when my friend texted me and asked me about slow tie and it was just kinda like very negative about UK hip hop. And this person, I'm not gonna call them out, you know, because they might be listening. Um I I'll, I'll just say this person's a boom bapper. You know. Uh one of those old real hip hop. Real hip hop. Real, real hip hop. He- LRG in house, jackets in the hip hop in the house. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Backpacks only. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just I felt like this is a really interesting topic for us to talk about. Um, you know, since we're worldly people, we're scholarly people, we travel the world, we got passports.
0: Uh, I was I was out, you know, deep where where was where was the last time I traveled? Long Island. That was a great trip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's because it, it goes back to. I mean, I, I won't say the. See I was here. I think it goes back to the idea of hip hop original sin, where regionality was number one to the point of where you know, in proto hip hop, it was like literally like Queens versus Brooklyn versus Bronx versus yeah. Manhattan. You know, what I'm yeah. saying, versus Mount Vernon. And I think that regionalism, even though we've kind of moved away from that as, you know, you know, for a period of time, LA was probably that you could make the argument, uh, maybe, I don't know. I'll make that bold argument. I'd make an argument that, you know, Early nineties, for a half second, it was probably L.A., New York fighting for you know home of hip hop. Even yep. though hip hop, New York was having a great run. Then we kind of went to Atlanta. Yeah, we kind of went even more southern. L.A. was kind of I'd make an argument the last decade L.A. has been kind of hitting also again. It's just the idea of where it's us versus them as far as region is concerned. I think that because of that, because of the United Americanness of hip hop. Even though there's fantastic hip-hop albums that have dropped overseas in in a wide variety of languages, only a certain kind of bubbles out over here, which is why I kind of like UK Grime. UK Grime is their shit where, you know, even though we kind of had our own fucking version of, like, you know, let's say, like, you know, we had our own, you know, heavy hi-hats, fucking electronic fucking drum bass, ominous sounding kind of music, Grime and Drill kind of is very, very... UK and fucking origin and in sound and in rap too. And I kind of like the fact of where, like, it's, it sucks, but it's like, it's almost like this it's like our loss. It's like, I remember, yeah. I remember when Dizzy Rascal kind of like came into my feet and I was like, this is fucking fantastic. And I remember even watching a fucking interview with Danny Brown, and he was saying how, you know, he played with hip hop. But when he saw what fucking Dizzy Rascal was doing with hip hop, he was like, I want to do that. And you kind of could tell, because if you think about it, he was somebody where when when he blew up him using those weird, I won't say weird beats, scratch that. But him using those almost experimental electronic beats and like XXX was different. You know, it was something that a lot of dudes weren't doing. We were still kind of, we were still getting away with a little bit more organic hip hop. I won't say outright sampling, but that, you know, we we were still kind of in that transition. And it's kind of cool to kind of have... You know, like he'll even say that for him, one of the biggest inspirations for him was Boy in the Corner. So I'd make an argument that it, it hasn't totally been unnoticed, but you have a point where it's hard for him to break through, even though they're doing fucking numbers overseas. And and I think recently you kinda of see a little bit more. Like I like we said in the notes, like I, I like Skepto was on fucking Playboy Cardi's dialets. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He made a couple of guest appearances on Drake. It's not too unheard of to hear a British dude hop on a fucking Like a BK drill track or a fucking or something like Atlanta Trappy, but it's still an anomaly considering, like you know, overseas they could play a fucking stadium with ease.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I I remember, like, um, was it who was it? One of the UK rappers was like, "Yo, I can come over to New York, go to a bodega, get a sandwich, and nobody knows who I am," right. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, I, and I forgot who it was. It was like, and it's like, yo, in London, like I'll get mobbed like the Beatles, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it, it is crazy. I, I do think it's like um, America. This is like the weird thing that America won't let go, right? Like we've met like every other genre, like R and B. We're like, yo, Adele's like, you know, or like what pop? Like Adele's like, yo, like pop. Adele's like number one, you know. And we're like cool with that. Like, or we we could, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like. You know, a British R and B president or whatever. Like, I feel like like Sade, Sade,
0: or like whatever. Like, we're like, yeah, it's cool. Amy Whitehouse, know? Amy Whitehouse, Amy Whitehouse, the, Amy to the to god, Amy Whitehouse, <laughs> who know? invented like, R and B. Y'all don't know about that. And, and we're
1: like, we're cool. It's like, yo, Amy Whitehouse, yo, that chick, yeah. And then it's like, fuck all these other UK dudes. <laughs> <laughs> in the same breath and yeah it's, it's really are like, like all the, the jazz stuff now that's, that's coming from the UK like everybody's like yo UK jazz so great you know um, and it's just really interesting to kind of see that divide um, and I, I feel like yeah you're, you're right it's hip hop's loss I feel like everything else is going global like you know pop now is like Korean and like Spanish <laughs> right <laughs> Um, and, you know, and, like, somebody like Drake is technically, like, not American, but, I mean, you know, we're five hours from Toronto, right? So, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not like, um, you know, he's, he's kind of, like, international overseas, and I know he's trying to put, to put, like, several UK artists on his back, um, and try to rap, like, a UK artist as well, yeah. um, but uh but yeah no it's it's really interesting because I I feel like slow tie there's a lot of things bubbling up for slow tie and there's a lot of advantages that slow tie has maybe over some of these other dudes that I'm, I'm kind of like is slow tie like you know um going to be that dude um just because he kind of you know now he's he's affiliated with like ASAP Rocky although ASAP Mob is kind of like not a thing anymore yeah um, sad. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's I think he has some type of like, uh, sub signing under Interscope, under ASAP Rocky's label or something like that. Um, you know, so I'm, I, maybe that's something. Um, I don't know. Although I do have to say, the diplomats had UK diplomats.
0: Remember that? Oh yes, remember yes. that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ripped. Oh fuck! I wish. Damn it, Stone. Rem- remember that one remember dope that? song. <laughs> fuck it had one dope song for dope sample flipping i can't remember what damn it it's gonna kill me (laughs) so
1: so several have tried
0: right like several
1: (laughs) like several has tried i've tried um but I'm, i'm curious about about slow tide just because i i think this would be the moment right when we're listening to korean stuff we're listening to like you know stuff from like latin america like I mean, you know, Sotai almost speaks like, you know, he's northern UK, almost speaks a different language. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, like, this could be the moment, um, depending on what what song pops off. But um, I don't know, just food for thought, man. Food for thought.
0: It's uh, all right. So I think going back to the advantages. So the irony is I've been listening to a, a, I've been listening to I've been listening to another podcast. Uh, <gasps> shame. Right. So uh, there's a great podcast. What Had Happened Was, where basically it's an open mic eagle and Prince Paul kind of going over Prince Paul's career. And there's a point where they talk about all the records he worked on, like, let's say, you know, obviously De La Soul, Grave Diggers. They also talk about uh, the Chris Rock comedy albums. And they kind of bring up a skit they had on one of the albums where basically they're kind of doing like a K-Rock kind of uh, skit, where it's basically like, you know, it goes like, you know, K-Rock, the home of rock music and white rappers. (laughs) And... <laughs> and and going back to the, the idea of slow time, I think, and I, I hate being that guy, I think he's got two things kind of going for him, which kind of help him kind of while he's getting a buzz that necessarily like a Heady One who had a gargantuan record last year doesn't really get. I think it's even though he's again, quote unquote black, it's like quote, quote unquote black, he's kind of white passing. Yeah. And also, I think that because his music is a little bit more aggressive, there's a punk edge to it that it's a lot easy for the you know the, whatever's left of the indie monarchy to kind of look at this guy and say, "Hey, this is a more acceptable version of hip hop as opposed to Heady one who just got out of a bid literally six months ago, you know what I'm saying yeah this." One is more threat. One is, I can't say more threatening because the good thing about Slow is Slow kind of, you know, his first record too, and even this record, he kind of recognizes the issues happening around. But there's something a little bit less threatening than someone kind of pointing fingers at systemic problems on a political level than somebody who's just like in, in basically in the hood, like who's dealing with shit day to day, who's just like, yo, my homie got stabbed type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, and, and that's not just a slow tie because again, not a huge fan, but I recognize the artistry there. But like I said, from my from my angle, when I see this, I'm just like, oh, you know, he checks off a lot of boxes where you know, angry white rapper is not is something that we've been used to since the Eminem era. You know, the idea of somebody kind of tackling it from a punk angle, it's something where even beyond the kind of connection to rock music, you've got something like Travis Scott where it's all about the turn up, turn up. You know, it's, it's, I see a lot of things here working for him. I think it's good that, you know, he's somebody where they kind of pigeonholed him a he's trying to get out of it, where it is a lot more emotional tracks, let's just say, of him just kind of, you know, do, he could easily sit there and just do fucking, you know, punch a governor's head in, yada, 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 class sucks, blah, 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 ragers. So he's kind of, you know, he's, he's not letting himself get pigeonholed in those things. But at the same time, it's kind of, like I said, it's, I, it's, he popped into my feed where, like, I don't think a heady one would normally.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I feel like you you you're right on that. I mean, the, the the race thing is is definitely something that we should call out, you know, it's like being being light-skinned or being mixed race um opens our doors. And you know, he's done some fairly egregious stuff over the past like couple years and he's oh, not yeah. in jail.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. I could I could even say <laughs> and, and we're talking about an incident, basic, or oh, at least a couple of incidents. It's probably incidents now. But about a, two years ago, a year ago, there was an award ceremony. He showed up sloshed. He's awkwardly, I guess, sexually. I can't even say flirting. Sexually harassing the host. Yeah. <laughs> and then basically, you know, from that point on, the crowd gets looking tinkers and kind of gets to light little part of the crowd. And at least externally, it's not hard to see that if it wasn't ASAP Rocky, <laughs> Oh yeah, that would have no, went down. No, definitely. Like, yeah, definitely. a black dude harassing a, 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 a dark skinned black dude harassing a white fucking comedian, and finding some white people in the audience. That would have been a whole other story.
1: Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean like like Skepta and Grime, like they try to have like you know like shows and the the cops get called, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, some no, of the bands, there's yeah. a crew that's
0: less literally the the. Basically, they can't make. They've got to get approved by the cops because they're, they're yeah. too gang affiliated. Yeah. On some Bobby yeah. murder shit. <laughs> so, uh,
1: so yeah. I mean, I, it'll be it'll be very interesting to kind of see. I don't feel like there's a lot of buzz for So Tied in the states, um, outside of your like normal Pitchfork crowd and like you know his last album. I know like they're live, you, you know, and, and you you call it out like a live indie kind of white like. You know, publications kind of lifted him up in the states, and you lifted him up in the UK, but still hasn't like got any traction. But, um, and we can move into the review of the album. I have to say, there's some there's some bangers on this album where I'm just like, oh shit, I could put this on repeat. Um, I don't know if I I don't know like I don't know how like it 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 will fall in the in the U.S. like like hip hop landscape, but um, I was like, okay, like I could see a formula working. Um, you know, in a way where he can do a thing, but also like appeal um, to uh, broader audiences. I think like the biggest thing is he's very much like a, I am a UK I- like artist. I speak about the UK and UK things, tinks, 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 bro. <laughs> um, you know, like like he has like a you know a track on this album called NHS, and like I only know that because I like I spent some time in London. Um, you know, like like Study Abroad Was what, you know um, But like I don't know, like you know his, his last album was like Nothing Great About Britain It was just very much around like Brexit And like things like that So he's very kind of local in like the things that he talks about um, So like I, I, you know I, I, I think he kind of has that, that going against him but But I think like the right track And the right crew Possibly, I mean I, I think anything's possible um, and I think, I think, you know, we're right. He just has like a few different advantages uh, over some of these other uh, UK rappers. Um, you know, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, and and it's like I'm I'm ho- and I wish he was down with some of them too. It, it seems to be very fractured over there because it'd be cool if like that little wave if it actually pops, it could get more. Like I said, it, it could open up the lane for other like you know like like artists because right now the pipeline basically seems to be BK drill to UK drill. And it's like we've we're, we're borrowing your producers if you want to hop on a the trap. Then cool, you know what I'm saying? Which is actually kind of cool though.
1: Like that that whole cross cultural exchange, I think is the most unique thing happening in music right now right like I don't even know I mean I, I live across the street from a B, a B K, 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 drill studio basically uh, but I don't even know like how that happened right like the story of drill I think it's really interesting how it started in Chicago and now it's in Brooklyn and London I think it's it started in Chicago skipped to London and then somehow ended up in Brooklyn. And like now, yeah, you now have like different crews from Brooklyn and the UK rapping over the same beat, yeah. And like, there's just like really interesting YouTube videos, are, like who rapped it better, <laughs> right?
0: And, and it's and what's cool is it's weird because the flows are the flows are very European and very American, but they work well. So is it yeah, like yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's not like when you listen to the song, it's almost like it's that same bounce. It's you have the same bounce, right? But their flows are so drastically different, but fit that balance perfectly. So it's kind of bizarre. Like I said, it literally feels cross cross cultural passing of the mic almost type shit, except on the record. So it's kind of yeah. it's a, it's a really cool fun. Like and I like I can't, I, can't, I can't think of anything like that that's ever happened really. Like you know,
1: no, I mean not recently. You know, and I feel like uh, that. I mean, unfortunately, you know, R.I.P. Pop Smoke. I feel like if Pop Smoke kind of you know. It, Pop Smoke is descending, like, very rapidly. I feel like if he kind of got to the, the echelon, I feel like he probably would have took, you know, some of these both BK and UK guys up with him, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. And, and maybe that's the opportunity, right? Maybe it, that's, like, you know, um, that's how, that's the formula, right? Because I'm I'm seeing a lot of these, like, bedroom, like, European producers jump and, like, and they're producing, like, pretty like, you know, large scale US hip hop tracks, right? Because they're basically just like <laughs> producing trap music. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like like Young Keo, they produce like um, you know, the Lil' Nas X track and like, you know, there's there's all these like like European and UK producers that are just popping up um, you know, in, in like different different places. So, um maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's 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 not so much the like the the artist, but maybe it's a production, maybe it's just yeah. the the flows, and like maybe those are the things that kind of like we should be looking at, so yeah,
0: you yeah, know it's 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 I think that it's about time, I think it'd be done much better, I think that. You know, thankfully, because of the way music is kind of moving, where, like you said, it's, it's you know, pop is basically Korean and fucking, you know, Latin, Latinx is basically kind of ruling that space. It's it's going to be cool to kind of see, like I said, hopefully this, this builds and, you know, there's a lot more cross-pollinization, there we go, from, like, you know, different forms of hip-hop, different strands. That's not just about, like, oh, this is some Southern shit. This is some fucking East Coast shit. This is some Chicago shit. You know, like I said, it's, and, and, like, I think those grime dudes have a lot to, to kind of like, like, do you want a crazy-ass story? My man got arrested for heroin dealing in the fucking, you know, like, 2014. Somehow gets sent up again for, like, fucking six months and fucking, like, last year, comes out and has a track of Drake rapping in Arabic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's, there's a definitely an interesting story to tell. And as we all, all know, you know, <laughs> there's hoods worldwide for black people. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's what constants somewhere Truth. you're going to find marginalized black folks unfortunately so i, I think it's cool to kind of get that perspective and you know the diaspora kind of built from there so yeah so like i said it's it's i think Sotai is still an anomaly but i'm hoping that there's space for a lot more collaboration and a space for a lot more international hip hop you know what i'm saying it's the the, the, the uh, it's the world's changing and it's time like you know kind of hip hop kind of just expanded beyond the fact of you know for this 3 4 month four year period now it feels like probably even like fucking 10 you know we're doing this kind of trap beats like this hi-hat pattern and this fucking sample we're gonna kill to death and then move on to fucking maybe it'll be more of a west coast bounce maybe it's a little bit more slowed up and more fucking you know east coast stomp i think we kind of need to broaden our horizons that's all
1: yeah no definitely definitely yeah. uh so yeah new music Let, let's talk about the slow tie album uh do you, you get a chance to
0: listen, listen to it i have not i don't listen to white rappers <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! No, I'll give it. A, you're, I, you're I actually, I, get, you're, you're I don't. Uh, get
0: Look, I'm that guy. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. No, no, I, I gave it a listen, and I have to admit, the first record I wasn't a huge fan fan of, so I respected it. Kind of similar here. Um, like I said, the, the bangers bang, and I like the fact of the slower tracks don't annoy me as much as they should have, and I can see that he's trying there. So it was a solid work, I, but I have to admit, like I said, it's not necessarily for me. Like I said, I I see what's happening though objectively.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I you know it's it's really interesting because telling somebody like Sota is like a combination of like you know uh, Takashi Six Nine twenty thirteen Tyler the Creator and like logic, <laughs> <laughs> you know like. 2013 Tyler career is all about disruption of shit. Like, Sota, I mean, Six uh, 69 is all about, like, the memification of things. Uh, but then, like, Logic is kind of corny. And I feel like,
0: like... Logic is all about passing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we got a lot of that with Sota. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of his first album other than Doorman, which is, like, his punk track that he did with Muramasa, which I think is brilliant. I love that track. And it's all, like, it's not, like, a band. It's all, like, samples and shit. Um, but, like, you know, it's kind of, I thought, like, his last album, like, it was really cool, really, like, cool to kind of see him kind of go at Brexit and, like, the UK government and things like that, but the beats were kind of just, like, standard US trap beats in a lot of ways, um, whereas here, I feel like it was really interesting on this follow-up album, Tyrant, like, that first half goes hard. Um, and I, I, you know, I have a car now, so I'm driving and it passed the car test. I'm like, yo, like, I'm like changing lanes aggressively. <laughs> I'm like, fuck everybody, you know? Um,. <laughs> But and then like the last half of the album is like super introspective, Um, you know. Your boy James Blake is on there, so you know it's uh,
0: white boy sad
1: represents the sad god. When 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 James Blake comes in the building, you know you gotta get introspective (laughs) by law. which is actually it wasn't a bad james blake song it was just it was kind of a basic james blake song because he kind of knew what james blake was going to do he's going to like sing a hook and it's going to be really moody it's going to be like really sad um and i guess that's what you pay james blake to do um but i don't know it it was an okay james blake song but i mean i like the duality of it where like um the first half of the album all the tracks were in all caps is Pretty much banger, 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 fuck the world. And the second half of the album is very much like all the all the uh, titles are all like uh, lowercase, and it's very like soft and and you know I am I am you know reminiscing or I am I am making amends for all the trouble I have caused. I am a a, a troubled person, <laughs> um, <laughs> which again white people can get away with, like mm-hmm. like you know white or white passing people. Um, can get away with that. They can. They can say, "Oh, I apologize," and like, here's my album, and you're and you're like, "Oh my god,
0: that's
1: just, so sensitive."
0: You have to respect that. He's he can't. You he apologized to us.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Skepta can't get away with that. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. You know, like a Skepta album. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know. But um. I don't know. Like, I I I thought the I think I'm in the same boat. Like, I I thought like, I, mean, I admire the dude. Like I, I do think he's bringing something new to the table. I think he's, you know, um, kind of br- he is bringing kind of that northern UK punk aesthetic, um, you know, to the table. He raps in his like northern UK accent, um, you know, which is really interesting. Um, and he's just very, you know, I, I, I do feel like if if the disruption is genuine, and I've been watching a, a bunch of interviews from him. Where he's just kind of like, "Yo, I'm a messed up kid. I sold drugs at fourteen. Like, you know, like why are you, you know? If that is genuine and not like kind of to get a rise out of people, like a Takachi six nine, then I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you're just a messed up person. Like, oh, well, I don't know if I like you know empowering you, but you know what, you're messed up. You know, and and you're expressing expressing yourself, and that's kind of what music is in a lot of ways, right? That's kind of you know, so." Um, all that us say, like, I thought it was a decent album. I actually feel like I'm enjoying it a lot more than his first album. Um, I, I definitely feel like he's kind of, um, he's finding his lane. He has much better production. Um, he's kind of like, in terms of just like the song selection and, and things like that, it, I, I feel like he's he's kind of stepped it up. Um, and, you know, he's still kind of doing his thing um, in a lot of ways. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was cool. Um, I do actually think he he would be good. Take you know, because uh, your boy Machine Gun Kelly, oh, you know, no. he's now a rock star. But I actually wouldn't mind a, like a punk album from from like uh. Eye.
0: I think he'd be really good at it. Actually, like, have you heard about Trippy Red's new album? No. So he he dropped a record maybe I don't know six months ago. I forget when. Long long story short, he dropped a regular. What you expect? You know, kind of a y trappy, kind of like Juice World type record, but basically Travis, um, Travis Baker, and I forget who else. They basically gave him the Machine Gun Kelly remake. So basically, there's a deluxe version, which basically has Chino Moreno from the Deftones. Or... Right. Has like another Deftones cover on a separate song. It's basically okay. just him doing the whole that whole emo wave. So I guess the whole emo wave is, is I'm... it's, it's, it's this rap is dead finally. I... No, he took I'm not, fifty years to hit the, I'm, hip, not the... Ma- I'm
1: not mad at that though. Really? I'm not mad at that. Like and, and like I, I mean, I don't know how how the trippy red album is and the Machine Gun Kelly album <laughs> It's
0: terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> it's but it's it's a terrible in a it's it's I, terrible in a way of where out of all those infinite amounts of photocopied triple and quadruple photocopied blink one eighty two power punk wannabes, it's 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 around like you know what it is. It's it's perfectly mediocre for what he's trying to do.
1: Yeah, I, I just I don't know if it's like sincere or not. Oh, it's I, I not. I can't tell. It's it's, yeah. it's yeah. not yeah. at all. Yeah, but but, but all I am saying is, if, if if Slow Chai wanted to go that route, I actually feels like he could, he could pull it off. Hmm. I I think it's like something about that like northern like UK accent, you know, that's just like really working class and like it's really fuck the world, fuck the queen, you know. I feel like he he can pull it off. You know, that's all I'm saying. Like, like, like he had the severed like UK Prime Minister's head, like you know, walking walking around the NME Awards, some some shit like that. Like, you know, he he could pull that shit off. That's all I'm
0: saying. Mm, you know, right. I got you. I got you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, here in in the spirit of, of of forgiveness, and you know, I want to apologize. I went a little hard at logic before. I forgot he had a really he, he kind of murdered the Juicy J album. Like he was talking about the hoes, and I was like, I believe this logic guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's getting these hoes, so you know we go a little hard in logic. But I, I'm a fan. Sorry, bro. You know, this it's all jokes. Don't don't Charlemagne me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, what else? On, on my end, it's not really new music per se, but I've been listening to a lot of. As as we all know, we can't go out to the club, so we've been kind of consuming music virtually. Uh, for me, it's been kind of, I guess. Twitch. So basically, Brain Feeder, Flying Lotus's label has a channel there. Um, every Thursday, they have uh, basically a music show for about an hour and a half where it's a lot of like Adult Swim type videos and live performances from like, sometimes it's jazz, sometimes it's electronic artists. Obviously, you could tell it's Flying Lotus. Um, but as a result, I've been kind of hanging out on Twitch a lot more, like as far as the app is concerned. And there's been a whole slew of just dope DJs out there, particularly in like the house kind of like the category, whereas things just like, you know, like Louis Vega was spinning a set. Oh, word. You know, and it's like, it's not even just that. It's like, it's like fucking, that's what DJ Green Lantern. Yeah, DJ Evil D was doing something. Ozolande has a fantastic channel, which my boo is just in love with. It's just like there's a lot of dope shit happening on Twitch. I know the algorithm kind of sucks. It's nowhere nearly, near your Spotify, your, your YouTube, or even your Apple music level. But if you follow a couple of DJs there, it's very easy to fall into the wormhole because a lot of them kind of follow each other. So long story short, and like I said, it's almost like twenty four seven. Like there's this other channel I listen to, which is basically all footwork. That's just dope when it's popping. There's a there's a whole wealth of really good music popping in Twitch right now. And like you know, if you have a chance to kind of if you're bored and want something in the background, definitely kind of go go around there. You know, like I said, Brain Feeder is a really good starting space, but. This is dozens and dozens of just great albums that are playing. You know, hip hop, R and B, fucking different forms of fucking dance music. It's just it's a, it's a wealth of fucking knowledge. So, I've been doing a lot the last kind of you know couple of months. So yeah, Shots to yeah. Shots to Amazon, Shots to Bezos. I guess. No, nah,
1: Well, uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I you know I've been jumping on the Twitch too. Shots to Don Will. Uh, yeah. Wednesdays and Fridays, he has a Twitch party. Um, what I love about Twitch is that it is so like, you know, ADHD that you definitely feel like you're in the club. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you got fucking like emojis flying everywhere. (laughs) And like, like everybody DJ now has a psychedelic background. You got the chats going. And I'm like, this is a lot. This is like, okay, I feel like I'm in the club. Uh, like, I feel like I don't know where to look. You know, like it's way too loud. Like you know, um, I it, it is what it is. Like it's a good it's a good environment. Uh, I'm actually really cool. It's really funny. I was talking to somebody, and like they put together a lineup for something, and I was like, "Wow, it's a really dope lineup." And this person was like, "Yeah, because everybody's at home, so you can get anybody <laughs> right now <laughs> for a Twitch show for a, DJ, or a live DJ set. Like you can get anybody. Like they're all at home." <laughs> so uh yeah no it's it's the future and i feel like it's you know some part of this is going to exist um once things go back to normal um i don't you know i i feel like like you know it's it's fun and it's it it's it allows people from all over the world to engage um there's no bouncers there's no you know there's just so many things that are like i i do like about it um so yeah no Shouts out to twitch like like that get yeah it's bezos right or is it mark no it's bezos
0: it's bezos it's owned by amazon it's yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, microsoft has the other one oh mixer which which mixer that that
1: nobody what, goes to which nobody
0: goes to but it's such a perfect name for this like it's called mixer like how did you drop that ball
1: like right, right. microsoft me... yeah like like they took the l on
0: that See that's what happens when you're too busy, you know, poisoning kids in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Stay woke, (laughs) stay woke. (laughs) COVID was invented by Bill Gates. COVID and and global warming, I
1: guess.
0: (laughs) Conspiracy theorists holler at your boy. That's our boy. Full conspiracy theory in 2021.
1: Dude, you need your own clubhouse room Uh, down there. Yo, you need to like like go in a room with Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks from Clubhouse, like get you thinking like all the conspiracy shit. That's all it's, she does.
0: Well what gets me about Azalea Banks, it's like it's like 80% conspiracy theory, then she hit you with this weird, odd, true factual, random yeah! fact you don't expect. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, making the side murdered her first boyfriend. It's like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. And- <laughs> it's so true (laughs) Uh, oh man and on that note as as we as we end our gossip slash conspiracy hour we would like to give a shout out to the Illuminati as usual you know sponsored podcast you know stay you know that's how me and Stone say rich for our wealths. you know in the riches and draped in the finest finest of tapestries and uh yeah no like uh you know as usual we love you for listening you know stay safe we're gonna get through all this together and uh Hopefully, we won't have to talk to you virtually, talk to you in real person, in the club. You know, you'll see real-time emojis flying in front of your face. You know what I'm saying? Real-time smiles.
1: Yeah. Yo, stay warm in Texas, y'all. Yeah, stay warm in Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, No, stay
0: safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Peace. Peace. Love y'all.
0: Later.